Yo, what's up, motivators? Lunek here. So today we got a very special guest on the show. His name is Kelsey Smith. Kelsey's a fellow Marine. He's actually one of my seniors. He deployed four different times. We deployed to Ramadi together. And on today's show, we basically talk about uh, going from, I guess, since he deployed four times, we talk about going from a hot spot like Ramadi to a different style of war zone. Also, we talk about his transition. He's finishing up college right now. He's getting his degree. We also talk about how he deals with the typical, I guess, liberal college student and their conflicting beliefs. So hope you guys get a lot out of this. Let me know what you think. Find us on social media, Bros and Five O's. Also, check me out on Instagram, The Ben Lunick, or on Facebook, Ben Lunick. Let me know what you think. All right, enjoy, guys. Godspeed, Semper Fidelis. Say something. Something. There we go. Hi. What's up, freaks? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Not a lot. Not a lot. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. People are probably going to think we're pretty weird right now. Yeah, but uh, at least we'll give them a reason this time. Uh, I know, right? So you been? I haven't seen you forever. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since I saw you up in uh, Wisconsin at the airport. Yeah, randomly, right? Yeah, like complete, uh, you know, uh, happen happenstance there. But mm-hmm. uh, I've been well, man. I'm uh, going to school, uh, finishing nice. up my degree. GI Bill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Post nine eleven, chapter thirty three. Nice. How's that been carrying over for you? Uh, it's been really nice. It uh, it provides. Bring enough. the mic closer to your face. Oh, sorry. There you go. Uh, it provides enough to where, you know, I don't have to work uh, okay. while I'm going to school. So I can mm-hmm. really focus purely on just going to school and get my education. So, Were you pretty, uh, are you a smart individual? Did you have to start at like, because when I went to college, I had to start at basic level math. Like I'm talking like 20 plus 40. Um, no, I, I had to do a uh, college algebra in the at, at my university. Uh, business calculus is required and in order to get into that you had to test in at a certain height or a certain level and I was not there so I had to take business calculus first or uh, college college algebra and then I could go into business calculus nice man so yeah you're you're totally different caliber than (laughs) I was so how long you been in school Uh, I started in the fall of 2013 and Mm -hmm. I'll graduate this fall in uh, December of 16 wow are you a liberal now uh, no, uh, I, I'm not. I'm a, I'm probably a, a better thinker. Um, I've, I've learned how to probably analyze myself better, but in no way does that make me a liberal. Okay, right on, <laughs> right on. Because I notice a lot of veterans, they use this as an excuse, is there's too much liberal stuff going on in colleges. How did you fight that? How did you battle that? Um, I just understood that people are going to be people. Yep. Um, and I did never allow a professor to get away with... Uh, trying to impose liberal mm-hmm. crap uh, into the, the course. Like, there's no reason for my, my math teacher to be talking about presidential policies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, I would, you know, just say, what does this have to do with the subject? But past that, man, if you want it to, if you want it to affect you, then it'll affect you. But right if you on. want to get past it, then you'll get past it. Nice. Just about like anything else in life, huh? Yeah. I mean, you, you can uh, you can always be a victim of your circumstances if you want to. Oh, I love it, dude. That's that fires me up right now. Um, we got Kelsey Smith on the show today. He is a Marine, served out of 3-7. Uh, I served with him up to my training. 
or we, we served together in the same platoon up until we deployed, and then I went to a different platoon. He stayed in the platoon. Um, how many pumps did you do? I went to Iraq four times total. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Why did I think you only went once? No, I did, uh, I did the uh, 04 deployment with 3-7 up yep. to Alkheim. Okay. And then I did Ramadi. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's okay. when I re-enlisted, I went out to the East Coast and uh, did a deployment out on the uh, Iranian border. And wow. then again back to the Ramadi area in 08-09. First, um, what is East Coast like compared to the beautiful tonight it's uh it is different there's not uh i'll be like to me it was not as disciplined uh and it was just a completely different beast there's not as many there's more stuff for people to do around on the east coast so all the staff ncos and high-ranking officers aren't just hanging out in the px waiting to life you oh wow Uh, so (laughs) yeah like that that doesn't exist uh, I remember when we were in Twenty Nine Palms, all the uh, the infantry guys, we all wore desert camis right. year round. Yep. Uh, so as I was checking into to Lejeune, I'm in the back of this taxi, and they're taking me to my command unit. And I'm looking around, like everybody's in greens. I'm like, man, there's a lot of pogues around here. Like, where are the grunts? And we're driving around, and I don't see any deserts. And I got, I was checking in in December of uh, 06. No green. Get the no, mic closer to you. Oh, sorry. There no, you go. No deserts. No deserts. It's like, man, this place is just full of pogues. And uh, <laughs> come to find out, they're one of those bases that were doing the seasonal camis. Oh, okay. And so uh, my first field op, I actually, uh, I didn't have any desert, or I didn't have any green camis to wear. Uh, so I had to borrow green camis because my first, <laughs> like I checked in and my first arm was like, really like you to come out to the range with us tomorrow. I was like, good to go. So I woke up that day, put on my camis, came out and everybody's in greens. <laughs> and I'm in deserts, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Y'all don't wear like deserts all the time." They're like, "No." <laughs> uh, we're in the fucking desert now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. So my greens, I hadn't worn them since the day I graduated SOI in '03. <laughs> so my greens were uh, still coming in from PMO. I didn't even have them. Wow. Like, I had to borrow wow. them from somebody else. You should have known, learned better, man. <laughs> what were you a sergeant then? No, I was a uh, second award lance corporal uh-huh. uh, at that time. So. Uh, picked up corporal shortly thereafter. Cool, but, cool. Uh, was that um, what was Iran like, man? Well, like, we could just see the uh, the mountain range from where we were. Uh-huh. Um, but what was weird was there's a uh, there's a re- there's a group there that we were providing security for uh, called the People's Mujahideen of Iran, the PMOI or the Mujahideen El Kek uh, MEK, mm-hmm. and they were a essentially, from my understanding, a uh, Iranian resistance group that Saddam hired on. Oh, wow. Um, back in like the 70s, 80s. And whenever we did the invasion, they surrendered to U.S. forces. And because of Geneva Conventions, a uniform uh, force, we have to provide them with security. Wow. And so our base was actually inside of their town. Uh huh. So we went through their ECPs to get to our base. Nice. It's really weird. Um, was the, th- was the threat high over there, or was it just very kind of iffy situations? Not exactly where we were. To our south, it was the Army's AO down there uh, in Bakuba and Kalis was very, very hot. Uh, like, they had perimeter breaches. No shit. Yeah. Wow. So uh, it was it was pretty hot down there. But up where we were, it was more civil war, so we, we, we dealt with a lot of civilian-on-civilian violence and the mm-hmm. aftermath thereafter. Wow. Um, from Kazramati, you were probably part of one of if not the most violent and aggressive platoons that probably Ramadi has ever seen that's accurate what was that like compared because the pump through Ramadi obviously every single day something was popping off and then you go into a different 
I guess, time slash different war zone. What is that like? And how did your feelings cross over into there? Did you think everything was going to be like Ramadi after that or? No, but I was ready for it to be. Uh-huh. Um, one, one thing that like kind of sticks out in my mind about it is um, we were doing right seat, left seat. We were doing our changeover and there was a bunch of lights off to, uh, off to my west. And I, we had the VIX system. We had the headphones and mics. And I was talking to the VC. I said, what's over there? And they, they told me the name of the town. I said, what's over there? And they said, that's where head, headquarters Al-Qaeda is. Like, wow. And I was like, no shit. How often do we go over there? And I go, oh, we don't. And I was like, why not? And like, the army goes over there, like special forces only. They're like, uh-huh. no, uh, they said it's too dangerous. Like, and, and I laughed. Like, <laughs> I just got out of Ramadi, yeah. 05, 06, <laughs> and here I'm in 07. Like, it's too dangerous? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, that's what, uh, that's what the commander told us and, it, and we fell underneath a reserve army mp command oh wow yeah okay. and it was too dangerous mm-hmm. for us apparently mm-hmm. so we didn't ever go over there but that's where the bad guys were wow um so that that stuck out stuck out um and past that really the biggest impact we could have for the people for the most part since we couldn't go fight the bad guys um, was helping out the civilians. So we would have a lot of civilians coming in that were injured in crossfires with multiple gunshot wounds, blast wounds. Was that frustrating to see, like, uh, when the civilians get hurt, um, was that frustrating to see where we are to, we have the equipment to go out and fight these guys' heads on that are hurting these these peeps? And Man, it it's heartbreaking to, to see that, to know that we have the capabilities but we're not being utilized right. uh, how we should be. Um it's extremely frustrating. All everybody wanted to do was go fight the bad guys that were right. warring, and, and I mean they were going through and 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 hitting villages. You know, if yeah. they were if they, if you were Jaysh al Mahdi or if you're Al Qaeda Iraq or a sympathizer thereof, the other one's going to come through and like hit you at some point. Mm-hmm. And to know that was there and there was nothing we could do about it, that we weren't going to be allowed to do anything about it, was uh, it was yeah, it was definitely a frustration. Damn. So when did you get out? Uh, I got out in uh, officially June of 2013. Nice. Um, I guess, um, how long did it take you to it really kick in that the Marine Corps is officially behind me and is now to transition into a civilian? You know, I think I was um, I was pretty well prepared for it. I had a really kick-ass command. I was at the basic school as a combat instructor. Okay. Um, and my XO and CO, uh, right before I left, actually, my CO said come here sergeant smith um check it out dude like you're getting ready to get out and in two weeks three weeks four weeks down the road like lance corporal schmuckatelli from headquarters marine corps is not going to call and say hey sergeant smith it's the marine corps and we just want to know how you're doing mm-hmm. he's like take care of yourself get a plan i want to know your plan i want to walk through your plan with you and because when it's done it's done man right like, so um, I'm really thankful for, uh, for those guys. Um, you know, my staff and COs that were over me, everybody that really kind of prepped me for that. Now, the last day I wasn't ready for it. The last day wearing my, my uniform, like putting it on as I was putting it on that day, I knew that I was putting it on for the last time. Um, my last formation, like they had, it, they, they, I got an award, um, and I didn't know anything about it. And so I came out and like all these guys I'd been with for a couple of years are out there. Uh, and that hit me in the in in the gut. And uh, but I I miss it today just as much as I missed it the first day. I think, mm-hmm. but I was prepared to miss it. Dude, that's amazing that your command um, actually opened up like that when the shit the transition program that I experienced was nothing. You know, I was in the hospital and they're like, "Lunic, here's your papers. You're out of here in a week." I'm like, "Okay, I've just been sitting in a 
hotel room <laughs> the whole time. Thank you, you know. Mm. But I think uh, more units need to recognize that there needs to be a transition. There, there has you have to be active in any of you, and, and it doesn't have to be a lieutenant, a captain, a major, mm-hmm. like you corporals, lance corporals, sergeants out there. Make sure your Marines, as they're getting out after four years, eight years, tw- however long they're doing, that they've got something that's solid. It's not they're going to go work for their uncle. It's not oh, maybe I'll go to school. No, they need to be accepted into school. They need to have that plan, and you need to shoot holes through it and make sure that they've got a contingency plan for it, just like you would if you were leaving the wire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. I that's a good plan. And um, what one thing I noticed because I went through it is uh, when I got out, I thought the shit was going to come to me. Like oh, all these job opportunities. No, man, <laughs> no. you can You got to be extremely proactive in every single thing from getting a care at the VA to signing up for school to even just finding a regular paying job. Yeah. You know, it's on your shoulders. There's not, you're not going to have a team leader, squad leader, platoon sergeant coming up and telling you what needs to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Marines, uh, they, they're, they're looking forward to that day, but they don't realize what all that entails. Mm -hmm. Um, everything is on you. The information's out there, but people aren't just readily pushing that down to you. They're not saying, all right, Hey, check it out. If you want to, no, it doesn't. Like you have to read, you have to ask questions, you have to be connected with other veterans, uh, and all the everything that's out there, or else you're gonna, it, it you won't find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When uh, what was the number one thing you struggled with, and what was your? Did you cope with it in a negative way? For example, one thing I struggled with was just, uh, I guess, loss of purpose, and the one thing that I coped with it was, of course, alcohol. Yeah. Did you find anything that you? struggled with the most or you know i think i went through my uh my alcohol dependency stage while i was still in mm-hmm. um dealing with some other stuff but when i got out uh i think the loss of identity was there and it was huge uh i didn't i didn't have a purpose i was getting ready to be a 27 year old freshman um but i think what really helped me the most was getting involved uh with the veteran community with nonprofits, um and surrounding myself with good people like-minded people and never losing contact with them uh if if you do then you're 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 gonna lose it how um how important is that i think a lot of people need to understand not just veterans but also civilians how important is the crowd that you hang around it's it's everything and i went through a phase even when i was in school where you know um went through a rough patch with my 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 marriage Mm -hmm. and i was hanging out with people and all i was doing was drinking yeah uh Mm -hmm. my grades I had I shot my grades down, uh, shot down really just everything was really screwed up uh, during that time, and I mean it fed off of the the rough patch in my marriage. But then I I didn't do anything to fix it. I I was I was messing it up even worse and didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> just it's like a frog in in uh, hot water, you know. You don't notice it. What um I guess was there a turning point when you're like, oh fuck, man, I got to change shit. Yeah, um, and it. And I don't know what it was that, that, that triggered it. It just it just was like an epiphany. It just happened. It was there. And I was like, man, this isn't going to work. This mm-hmm. isn't. I've got to work stuff out. I've got to make this better. I've got. And I just, we did. Nice, man. Um, what do you do now? And how did you get involved with it? Um, so I'm a hero ambassador for the boot campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a 
national nonprofit for military and veterans. Mm -hmm. And it started out, um, I had just gotten out and I got an email about this thing called a redneck triathlon. Mm -hmm. And I was no triathlete when I was in, and I'm definitely not a triathlete now. <laughs> We're about to find out <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I scrolled down anyways because it said redneck, and mm -hmm. uh, it was shooting, fishing, and golf. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I, can, I can handle those. Yeah. So I went out there and met the people and had a really good time. Uh, and my experience with nonprofits before that was if you, you go on your fishing trip and they say, hey, thanks for coming out and ha have a good one, and then they move on to other veterans. Right, right. Um, but the boot campaign, they, uh, they kept in contact with me. And they were like, "Hey, we got this. Uh, we got this next event coming up. Do you want? To, do you want to come out? Like, and so I got really involved uh, with the people and got to know them and understand the mission there at the boot campaign, and um, and I just it, it just all clicked. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, this is this is who I want to be associated with. And so now, you know, I, I go around and talk at uh, talk for some of the the beer distributors that we work with and other people and kick off uh, charity events and." I just have a really good time with them. Damn, dude, that is amazing. Yeah, I saw a picture with you with a microphone in your hand looking all professional. I'm like, dude, no way. That is awesome, man. Yeah, it's, it's great. Dude, sorry, but did you see that Did you see that guy just ride by? He's about 240 pounds and a wife beater with long hair. Looks like he didn't shower. No, I Tip. missed it. I was watching oh. the lady in the Land Rover staring, or Range Rover staring at us awkwardly. <laughs> we are in a parking lot right now in Portland, Oregon. We are getting ready for the Wild Canyon Games and fossil when we've been here for probably two hours now and everyone's like where are you going we're like fossil they're like oh, oh yeah that's nice like you know where that's at no <laughs> no no ne never even heard of it <laughs> like ah okay cool but um do you think the boot camp campaign um established your almost which I'm, I'm saying gave you confidence and like you know what i'm actually more than what i am right now and shot you to a whole new level to where you're like yeah you know it's, it's beyond just being a uh, being a veteran like yeah. all the other veterans out like i am i'm helping veterans again mm -hmm. like and i'm not i'm not able to do that in in the marine corps anymore uh like i used to as being a, a leader um but i'm able to do that for my veterans now so it's kind of just a uh oh man i just went blank. like just carrying on from what i was doing before uh, but now I'm doing it for all the, all the veterans. Like we're trying to help everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I've built off of what I did in the Marine Corps and what I've done as a veteran. And I'm just continuing to grow from there. I'm not, I'm not stuck. I'm not regressing. I'm, I'm, I'm still going. To um, all the veterans out there, uh, isolated, like I, I'm too scared to go out in public. I'm too scared to even pick up the phone to ask for help, whether if it's, A, I'm depressed or I need to find a job. I don't have the interview skills that I need. What advice do you have for those veterans that will break them out of that shell? Because obviously you public speak now. That is a yeah. huge outside the comfort zone. Yeah, it's just do it and find something you're passionate about go to school if your gi bill still there and you haven't gone to school go to school like it's there yeah and it's it's if you if you can go to class every day if you can take notes you can make it through school mm -hmm. that's that's the hardest part um do it use that springboard find something you're passionate about find a degree that works within that 
find a group that's doing whatever it is you want to do. If it's if it's horseback riding, if it's fishing, if whatever it is, there's people out there that share that with you. Mm-hmm. Like you're not the only weirdo that likes Dungeons and Dragons. If that's yeah. what you're into, like yeah. there's people out there doing it. You find find them and work with them and be passionate about it and advocate for it, mm-hmm. and you'll be amazed at what you can do. And um. It doesn't have to be veterans either. No. You know, it could be if it's a civilian club, you know, civilian rugby club, gardening, whatever. They're still like-minded people just like you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the passion. Whatever you're yes. passionate about, yes. it's there. Amen, brother. Well, you ready for tomorrow? I hope so. Well, you're doing the what? Goji? Yeah, geocaching. Geocaching, yeah. Yeah, land, um, land nav with a GPS, essentially. You kind of pushed out on that one. Yeah, sorry about that. It's, it's okay. I remember when I had toes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm you just kidding. But, oh, shit. Oh, what'd you do? Hello. You got, you got too loud. I did, didn't you I? Laugh. <laughs> What's up, freaks? What's up, freaks? <laughs> so, it should be exciting. We're doing the Wild Canyon Games this weekend. We got five other veterans, three from 3-7 uh, that served with us in Ramadi. No and shit. No shit, 3-7. Three, three, seven. Seven. I love it. I love it. Dude, I was speaking yes, in, the te- in Texas, <laughs> and I'm sitting there. It's a very formal setting. Serious people everywhere. And um, I'm like, yeah, sir, with 3-7. Then I heard, like, no shit. And I thought it was somebody, like, causing a ruckus. Never thought of it. And then when I was done, or what? I, yeah, someone uh, came in and was like, you okay? I said, yeah, why? They're like, that guy was yelling no shit to you. I'm like, wait a minute. I heard that after his 3-7. Oh, my God. We can't take <laughs> Marines anywhere, man. No, we're not socially responsible. No, no. <laughs> and then uh, he was 3-7. Um, he would be our, well, I'm a boot. I was a boot my whole Marine Corps <laughs> career. But it would be, if I stayed in, my boot's boot. So okay. he's a third generation. Yeah. Uh, Lima Company. Okay. So, and he still hears stories about the time we're in Ramadi. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. A lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people will forever, hopefully. That's insane, man, that we made that much of an impact. What was it like going back in 2008? Man, I'll tell you, uh, we went right back down Michigan uh, through 295, 296, going to Camp Ramadi. Uh, and I had just left there in uh, 06. Right. So this is two years, a little over two years later. And I went down Michigan, and there's civilian traffic all around me. And I remember when we went to Ramadi, I I never saw a building without a bullet hole. Right, yeah. And I searched it out. Like, I wanted to find one building that didn't have a bullet hole. And in seven months in Ramadi, 0506, I didn't see one. Mm-hmm. All of them had been shot at least once. Mm-hmm. I rolled back down Michigan, the road where, like, I'd watch close air support, where we'd lit up with Mark 19s, 50 cals, rockets, everything. And I didn't see a single building with a bullet That's hole. That's crazy, man. They had fixed seven-story. No shit. They fixed it. Uh, the Gov Center didn't have any more of the big T barriers out front of it. The roads were open with the center median. Things were repainted, sign it, and lit. And I picked up my, uh, I was in the back of a seven ton. I picked it up, and I had tears in my eyes looking at it again. because. Did the, that the, mean something to you, seeing, like, going from there, and now it's literally night and day difference to where, like, shit, man, this is why we went over there and yeah. put in that work. Did that feel good? It, it was amazing. Oh. And where I was at, I was south of there. I was south of the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about uh, on the south side of Ramadi, there's a big lake, and I, where my platoon was was the south of that. But everybody I could talk to, I could talk to them about how I was in Ramadi in 0506, and they talked about what a good job we did. Wow, that's amazing, man. Yeah, that's a good job. We yeah. definitely made history during that 
you small know, time we're yeah. there. And, you know, uh, we talked about it, how we were, our job was to drive the wedge between the insurgency and the civilian population because we couldn't tell them apart when we first right. got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really did that. We had guys, I remember um, I broke my ankle uh, in, early on in the deployment. And I woke up and there was this Iraqi guy in the hospital laying next to me. I was like, what's going on? Get this guy out of here. Like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you don't understand. Like, he told the the Taliban, he told uh, Al-Qaeda that they couldn't use his house for an ambush. Mm-hmm. And so they shot him six times. Oh and then he walked to our ECP. <laughs> and I was like, dude, okay, never mind. But, yeah, like, he told them, no, you, you guys aren't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so they shot him up. And then he still came to our, he knew where help was, and that was with us. That's amazing. That's a whole new tough, man, yeah. right there. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Well, we'll see what this weekend brings us. I'm excited to see everyone again because I don't, this summer's, I've never even met him, and he was Van's good friend. So yeah. it should be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I want to thank you for taking up the challenge because it was tough trying to find five different <laughs> veterans. And no shit, of course, they all served in Ramadi, so we're all pretty, we're pretty hard. You yep. know, so hope I am. Yeah, uh, I'm actually soft, like oh. a donut. <laughs> donut, hard. No, hard, hard, like a. Wait, what? God, this is weird. Yeah. <sighs> well, <laughs> just like that. Well, do you got anything else, man? Just uh, find your passion. Okay. Do it. That does take a lot, cause you will stay up all night for your passion. You won't do that for a regular nine to five, unless you're passionate about that. Yeah. But, cool, man. I'm Ben Lunick. Kelsey Smith. And this is Bros and 5 O's. Till next time, holla at your boy.